Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Rachel Real, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support for narcissistic abuse victims and survivors. Those people who were in, who were or it is currently in a, an abusive relationship or toxic relationship. Anyone who's been there, done that, know that it's not the easiest thing to deal with. It can be very confusing, very complex, very non-supportive type of situation. So um, again, I'm doing my due diligence to make sure I give back in this community with people who are against narcissism or who speaks out against it and also bring in awareness, first and foremost, to bring awareness about this personality trait disorder. It is a personality. So... I do my talk and walks, walk and talk, and today is another episode on You Ain't Crazy. If you hear the birds chirping and cars passing by, it is because I'm walking outside. You might hear me be out of breath a little bit because, again, I'm walking and sometimes there are hills. So, just to give you that disclosure about what you might hear. Also, I am a certified life coach who focuses on toxic relationships, just strategizing on uh, having a healthy, being able to live a healthy, healthy lifestyle as best as possible if you're in it and definitely um, healing when you come out of it, just taking different natural approaches, um, giving you strategies for that. And it's on an individual basis, whatever that looks like for you. And the only way that could be done is definitely by having a one-on-one. It's all about giving support and letting you know that, you know, what, you're, what you are experiencing. And you probably see the red flags and things like that. And very often people who are not experienced in this field, they don't get it. People who are not experienced, and I, that can be a therapist, counselor, anyone. None of which that I am. Like I said, I'm a certified life coach. But... I know very often you can have counselors and whether they're licensed psychologists, it can be a therapist, sometimes people can misguide you. So just always stick with your gut. If you know you're experiencing something, don't let no one gaslight you to have you questioning your reality. And again, that's the reason for this podcast, not to take the place for those types of positions. They are there and they they do help people. But sometimes people aren't helped because certain um, experts will have you questioning your reality. So just don't be moved by a title. Be moved by the person's personality and your vibe, you know, if it matches with yours, if it's compatible. Okay. So today I am going to talk about people who are, who might question do they really love me? Does the narcissist really love me? Did they love me? Do they love me? Because I don't feel loved in the relationship. And I am a survivor of a five-year relationship with a narcissist. I did not know he was a narcissist when I entered into the relationship because I really didn't understand what narcissism really was or is for that matter, nor did I ever think that I would fall victim to it. 
to the point where I could be in a relationship with someone who could treat me so badly and accept it for the time that I did and I discarded him. So when you get to that place of, um, and not that it's a brag to discard, I just had enough and I was manipulated enough being guilt tripped to say, okay, I would never leave you, you would have to leave me. You know, knowing my Christian core beliefs, not wanting a divorce and, you know, saying those things to me would make me fight, fight, fight for the marriage and to keep it together until I realized this person was just unreasonable, very unreasonable, very manipulative, just a mental debilitating type of situation where they just want to break you down. It's like the nicer you are, the worse they'll be. So, yes, I'm talking today about um, when one asks themselves, you know, do they really love me? Are they in love with me? And this is not gender specific. It can be male or female. You know, does the narcissist really love me? Now, once you've defined that you are indeed with a narcissist, because it can be very confusing, I encourage you to really, really dive in to do your research make sure you understand exactly what you're dealing with there's so much content now out there check out dr romani she gives she's online she's on youtube she gives a lot of insight she's a licensed psychologist who gives and specifically has dedicated her professional career researching and understanding this uh this personality trait disorder amongst many others you know so she's a very good resource that I found helpful. And then you do have some self-aware narcissists. Mental Illness is one who talks about his struggle as a narcissist. You can look him up. He's a good resource out there who really talks about his struggles and how what he's doing to fight it. And it gives, once you have clarity of what you're dealing with, that's the, that's the starting point. Because if you don't have a handle on exactly what you're dealing with, how do you know how to address it? How do you know how to fight back without physically fighting or verbally fighting or becoming the person that you hate, um, allowing them to bring the worst out in you and you become like them? So don't be manipulated like that. I'm sure it's probably already happened, but you can stop it. You know, I went there as well where I was kind of becoming the person that I didn't like, becoming like he was, you know, kind of like fighting back with his same, the same tactics that he was doing. But obviously, when you're not a narcissist, you're going to stop at some point. So they will eventually win because who wants to keep fighting? Who wants to be toxic? You know, when you understand that relationships, okay, yes, we do have arguments, but how far do we go with this? You know, enough is enough. You have to get to the place where enough is enough. And definitely, if you have children, you surely should not be even thinking about entertaining any type of toxic relationships, period, on either end. You'll be better apart than together if that's the way that you have to go when you have children involved because it's not fair to the child to have to grow up in that kind of environment. So when you say, hey, do they love me? They're going to come across as if they do, but unfortunately... The personality does not allow them to love you like you love them. So it's not the same kind of love. You're like an object. You're, you're supply, you know. You're no different from a pair of shoes 
that they loved and, and they don't like the shoes anymore because they're old. It doesn't, it no longer serves them. Um, the novelty wears off, whereas in a healthy person, sure, you know, you can love someone and then there are different layers of love and the more you are around that person and the longer y'all grow together, your love just deepens, you know, where you start loving even deeper where you don't really care what they have on or what they look like. If they become disabled, you just love them because you've grown and that takes growth, you know, mind you, um, that takes time. So when you're in these relationships and you're loving a person, your love is growing. The healthy person's love is growing on a deeper level. With a narcissist, it's the opposite. They will love bomb you where you're thinking that it's all love, but it's all BS. It's all a facade because they don't have the capability to genuinely love you like you love them. So that's the, that's the part where you have to be careful. Just because they're nice, they may seem nice that particular moment. Um, they may, you know, shower you with gifts or act like they're listening to you because it's not all about gifts either. They can act like they're listening to you. Um, but if you watch them long enough, you will see that they will stray. Their attention will stray. You might have to, I used to have to tell mine, can you not be on your phone while I'm talking? Hi, good morning. Can you not be on your phone while I'm talking to you? You know, having to tell someone the obvious, a grown-ass person, you got to tell them the obvious. Like, when someone's talking, you need to give them your undivided attention. Oh, no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, would you like for me to look a different way or look the other way or look at my phone when I'm when you're talking to me? Of course they wouldn't. Hell no. They want you to do that. And unfortunately, that's why I said when you stay in these relationships, you will do what they do sometimes because at the end of the day... A person like myself, at some point, I'm gonna give it to you back. Like, if you don't pay attention when I'm talking to you, I'm gonna give you that back. I'm like, okay, is this what we do? When each when we're talking to each other, we just look the other way or we play with our phones. I can do that too, you know? But at the same time, that's where you gotta be careful because you're gonna start acting like them. And if that's not who you are, it's hard to win with them because you, if you don't give it back, then, of course, that's abusive because they're doing it to you and you're not doing anything. You know, you're giving them the utmost respect and meanwhile, they're treating you like crap with no respect. So you gotta be careful with that to make sure, you know, you look at the signs. Do you have their undivided attention? Um, and again, I'm not talking here and there. You know, I'm saying, what is the pattern when you're trying to talk to these people? And sometimes it can be something very important that you need to talk about, they brush you off, you know? They don't emotionally show up for you. Meaning, you could have something going great and you wanna share, or something that happened great and you wanna share. They can't share it with you unless something is going great for them, that's the only way they can feel it, and then it's not about you, it's really about their own happiness. And then if something's not going great for them, they're definitely not gonna be happy for you. So that's another red flag. So it goes back to when you're questioning, do they love me? Are they in love with me? It can feel like that at first. But then when you start to see all of the other red flags, you gotta really look at that to know under to understand exactly what love really looks like. You know, what that is. And when you say that, you know, is it the kindness, respect, 
reciprocity. You know, someone is just as invested in you as you are in them. Is it equality or is it the opposite? Devaluing, treating you like crap, discarding you, you bring something to their attention. They tell you that, okay, you don't like it, leave. You don't like it, go, you know? You ain't gotta tell me something like that twice. You know, when you are doing different things, it's not helping to build a relationship and someone can't even bring, your, your spouse or partner can't bring something to your attention without you discarding them. Like they have no value. They see no value in the relationship and they're rather, they're rather let you, they're rather be hurt and hold it in because that's the pain that they're used to anyway, rather than to work on something. And that's the personality. So it's not that they don't feel or can't feel or don't look like they're in love, but it is not the same thing. You will find yourself getting hurt over and over again. And for sure, if you got to question it, if you have to question if somebody loves you or is in love with you or something like that, that's your answer right there. Because if you got to ask yourself that, you shouldn't have to. You should, because words can mean anything. Words, words, anybody can say anything, put it that way. My spouse or ex-spouse used to, I could get up to use the bathroom, to leave the bedroom to go to the bathroom. I love you. Go to the kitchen. And if I leave the, the, the bedroom, go to the kitchen. I love you. If I leave out the house and go to the car, I love you. And if you do not say I love you back, if I did not say I love you back to him, that was a problem. So I had to remember to say I love you back because I didn't want him to think that I wasn't reciprocating what he was saying to me so that alone was a job trying to keep up with that but his actions didn't show that his actions showed like you hate me basically your lack of tolerance your lack of understanding your lack of being emotionally available your lack of just being nice consistently or understanding consistently you don't have to be nice but you damn sure don't have to be mean especially when there's no valid reason for you to behave in a certain way it's like the more love I showed or the more things I did I should say and love that I showed the worse he act the worse he treated me you will find that these people you can see how they are with other people because I remember doing this I was like you come across so nice to other people and understanding and you treat me like shit you know you're very short with me and meanwhile I can start being the same exact way, which trust and believe that's where it's going to go. And that's where it did go because I'm not going to, you want to stonewall me or be solid. I can be solid with you. You want to, um, be short with me and not be emotionally available for me or be happy for my, uh, accomplishments and things like that. I can do that too, but check it out guys. When you start doing that, you are becoming like them. So you're becoming like your environment. And then if you have children, thank God, my kids are grown. Um, but when you have kids involved who live with you and they are developing, you can possibly breed another narc, you know, that was already ready with the, like the one you have. So it's like, you don't want that demonic spirit put on your kids while they're while you're raising them you definitely got to get out of the situation for sure i'm telling you you cannot heal in the environment that's hurting you period
You have to armor up and gain knowledge, plan your exit to give that child a better chance of being raised in a functioning environment, I mean, a functional environment and not a dysfunctional environment, a healthy functional environment. And just understand that it is what it is. You know, they just don't love you like you love them. They're not going to be in love with you like you're in love with them. You will know. You can feel love. If it doesn't feel it, if it doesn't feel like love, it ain't. You don't have to say, well, dad, you act like you don't like me. That's because that's what they're feeling. Because in their mind, you know, that's the thing with their personality. Their mind is always going. And unfortunately, it's going to just sabotage a situation, a good situation. Because they can't, they don't feel that they're worth it. So they're always going to feel like they're going to mess it up. They got to mess it up. They need that supply. They get bored if they don't have it. If they don't have the supply, it's like it's boredom to you. And for you to give them the, the supply, it's a lot of work, period. It will drain the life out of you to keep walking on eggshells. To keep trying to appease somebody because we are responsible for our own happiness. And then, not to mention, I know in the beginning, I took that task on for years. Especially when I didn't know what I was dealing with. I just thought he just had some childhood trauma and needed somebody to love him. That's how I felt. But when I began to see the adults in his life who enabled him financially and anything he basically wanted he could call in lies a grown man he could call them and lie and they would just send him money pay his rent for him mom's son at a time give him a car um do whatever so there was no accountability at all around him and then don't talk about social media you know you can hide behind those people because you don't live with them and your friends because they had narcissists will have if they have money they will have a tendency to spend, 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 and spend on people. And he used to be like, oh, I just like to see people happy. I just like to see people smile. So he would exhaust all of his funds just to do what he called seeing people smile, as I thought. No, you were just baiting them in because you knew all of these people who you give this money to or buy them drinks at the bar or do whatever with these people, they definitely would support you when you're acting like an asshole in a relationship. You always could rely on them as your flying monkeys. So it's like, that's what you have to look at as well. This thing is not rocket science. I'm telling you, if you really do your research, tap into the resources that are out there, um, a lot of the narcissists have the same traits there and of course they don't all have all of them they have some of them but you know you know when you start seeing that somebody can have like their 12 traits to choose from and your partner has like 11 or 10 or something like that come on don't make excuses for toxic behavior you know i don't care if they have three out of the 12 or something like that toxicity is is toxicity and i'm not here to diagnose anyone as having um, a narcissistic personality disorder or anything like that. I know what I've lived with 
and if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, it is a duck. So I don't need someone to diagnose and I don't have to say the name, the term, use the term diagnosis, but I can tell you one thing, when you look at different personality traits and it has a name and that person fits all of the traits, that's the name. So you're a narcissist, um, which explains the personality. And once you understand what the personality is, then you'll know what you need to do because it's not gonna get any better. They would have to get into extensive, intense therapy on a regular, on a regular. And for them to do that, they have to be self-aware, which kind of goes against their grandiose, it kind of goes against what they feel. And in my case, mine was, he would not only have to go to therapy for that, he would also have to go to therapy and rehab for his drinking problem because he's an alcoholic. So when you're looking at those two things, they're not going somewhere for someone to diagnose. You know, he's like, when it came to the AAA, he was like, I've been to those meetings. They don't do anything. I've been to those meetings. They're full of crap. Talking about the AAA. So when you're talking, obviously he downplayed that and still drank. And he definitely ain't going somewhere dealing with a personality disorder because in his mind, he feels like a good relationship is let me not do what I did in the last one. That's what he would tell me. So there again, when you start seeing this up and down, you know, someone who can, when things are going well, can bring up something from two years ago, three years ago, something that was trivial even back then, but, and you've already had your moment with that. You already dealt with the rage from that moment that was unnecessary. And meanwhile, that's behind you. They'll bring it up again because they need constant supply. They need constant validation, affirmation, over and over and over again. That's the cycle, okay? So that's a lot of work that's really impossible for someone to live a healthy life and to fulfill the needs of a narcissist. Call it what you want. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you information and you can do the research and do the math yourself. And if you're, and if you're with someone who really has a narcissistic, person, narcissistic personality, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Now, if you're not, you can easily be like, oh, that's BS. No, if you're, if you're really dealing with a narcissist, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, she hit the nail right on the head because it's the exact same thing I did. That's what helped me heal is getting clarity about what I was dealing with. I needed clarity because I didn't know what the hell it was for somebody to be so wishy-washy. Like, you're so loving and caring. That's how I fell in love with you. Oh my gosh, you were so supportive. That thing was short-lived, short-lived. And it was like a high because I just wanted that moment back again, just wanted it back. And they can come up with so many excuses. Oh, you messed that up. That's why I don't do that no more. You did this. No, you were always the person that you're showing me now. That person who was there, it was all fake. But when we would have our breakup moments, I'm like, okay, you know, he would talk the thing when you get, he would talk about, oh, I'm just a hopeless romantic. And, you know, I love you so much. Like, you're going to get all of that. They'll tell you that. Some of them, mine did. So sure, they are definitely capable of making you feel that way, which is why a lot of people get hooked. Because that's how it is in the beginning. And it'll never be that way again. Because once they get you, they feel like, hey, I don't need to do that again. I already got you. Now you're really a, a good source of supply unless you challenge them like I did. And then they'll discard you after they devalue you and break you down. 
That's the vicious cycle. That's the vicious cycle. It's that simple. Love bomb you. So yes, they can tell you I love you. They will make you feel like they are in love with you. They will can shower you with gifts or y'all can go out. They will look like they are giving you back what you're giving, giving them, you know. No, it's not about money. It's not about gifts. But I'm just saying those things when people say, oh, they won't do something for you. Yeah, they will. They will even do it in an excessive manner. They will love bomb you excessively, meaning they'll tell you I love you so much. You'll be like, damn, you don't have to keep saying it. They'll show you or make you feel whatever they think that you want is what they're going to give you in the beginning. And then you got to realize once you see the other side, which is why that mask is there, because they're basically mirroring you. They're, they're trying to give you whatever they think you need. And once they're done doing it, once they see they got you, that's when it's time to now devalue you. Everything you trusted and told me, you trusted me with your innermost thoughts because you thought I actually cared about you. When they do that, that's what they're thinking. You really thought I cared about you? I only did that to get you. I don't mean that. I don't even know how to love. I, I would imagine that's what they're saying in their heads. That's how it felt like. I don't know how to love. I don't know what to do. This is all a facade. This is what I would love to happen. But unfortunately, they're not capable of doing that. Like they literally would have to get into therapy to really know how to do that. So when you see them treating other people like they love them, that's because they don't live with those people because if they did, the same things will happen, which is why it usually happens to people who they're closest to. Now, of course, you can have a parent, child, sibling, type of abusive toxic relationship as well you know those are also people who are close to people you can have a co-worker or a boss you can have that too so it's not only in romantic relationships but it's very common and prevalent in them um but a narcissist is a narcissist people have different experiences with them it depends on what the narc is doing what type of supply they're looking for at the moment you know it's just their nature to be fake so they can do everything that a, that a healthy person does. It's just fake. They know how to mirror well. They know how to, they have to learn that stuff to basically perfect it so that they can try to keep the mask on as long as they have to, as long as necessary, because they really don't know. But their mask is at the end like your shadow, basically. Their mask is at, at mimicking people. You know, mine watch movies like 24-7. He would always look at movies. And I remember hearing him recite lines. And I'm like, who does that? <laughs> but if you feel like you're watching these romantic movies and a person is portraying this character in a movie, you feel that that's going to work on a person in real life. And he would do that. And I tell you, when I saw that thing, I'm like, you're so fake. Oh, my gosh. Everything just came together, which is why, again, I'm doing this podcast and hopes that people will, again, just tap in and listen and understand how the narcissist works, what their motive is, what they do and how they do it. Because I guarantee you, if you're in it, you're going to be like, wow, thanks for the confirmation. It gave me clarity. Because once you understand, you'll be like, okay, now I know how to move because... If somebody's not genuinely treating you with love, kindness, and respect, 
and they're only doing it because they have a motive, you'll now know. You'll now understand what, how you need to deal with that and not even get into it in the first place. And that's the thing with a narcissist. They can show you something that resembles love or imitates love. It's not real though, unless it's something, they do it because it's usually for their own gain. It's not for your gain. It's for their gain and that's the difference. That's their personality. What's in it for me, 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 me. And when it no longer is in it for me, I'm getting ready to let you go. Or I'm gonna break you. And that's why it's so painful. And you know, when you gotta get out of it and detox from these people, go no contact or gray rock if you're living with them or if you gotta have some kind of minimal contact or gray rock. But it's like you, you, you damn sure enough have to take your power back. You gotta take your power back because it won't stop. It just go on and on and on. Oh, they seem so nice today. That thing is, and I don't know a lot about bipolar, but I can tell you it seems like I hear that, you know, it's where people can flip-flop like that. No shame to anyone who has that disorder. It's like, it's very similar to that because it's like they can be so loving and kind and caring and think you're thinking that they're on point. That's how they get you. And then next thing you know, you find yourself in some argument, they're mad about something, or you brought something to their attention, they manipulate you to change it, to change your narrative, and next thing you know, you're apologizing to them, or they've made it about them. I used to have to keep saying, look, this is not about you. I felt like I was working on a project, like, or building a bear, like I could ch literally change this person. Having these conversations that should have been the obvious for a grown adult. I shouldn't have to tell you this. You know, this is not about you. I'm the person who brought it to your attention. Why every time I bring something to your attention, you have to turn it around and make it about you and then I find us talking about you. Why is that necessary in this conversation? I literally would have to talk like that. And then it gets to a point where it's like, look, I'm not here to be your mother. I'm not here to do any of those types of things. That's gonna be a conflict because I don't want you to be my father and I damn sure enough know you don't want me being your mother. So guess what? This situationship has to end. It has to end. You know, take your power back and heal and give yourself a better chance at life, living a healthy lifestyle. And I'd say it over and over again. If you got kids involved, don't allow yourself to live like that. Don't allow yourself to raise a child in a toxic environment thinking that, oh, I'm here for the kids. You're doing your kids a, a total 100% disservice to stay in a toxic relationship with a narcissist or anyone who has a toxic personality. You're doing them a disservice. That child will be better off having one parent to love them and to show them what it feels like to be in a healthy relationship. Because you're only showing them that it's okay to be treated like crap if you stay with someone, someone who's treating you like crap. You're showing your child that and they're not gonna respect neither one of you, neither parent. And then it causes them to probably have to go through unnecessary grief in their life by not really knowing what a healthy relationship looks like. At least if you're by yourself, you have that opportunity to do that. That even if they only had access or had to be around the narcissist part-time, at least it's half the impact. It's not 100% impact. Not to mention as they grow, they will get older and then they will begin to see that, okay, I don't even want to be around this. And when the courts allow them to decide, the age is different in different states. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't say. 
but I think it might be 13 or 14 in certain states where the courts will, the judge, the judge will hear from the child. And then that child can be like, hey, I just, I don't even want to stay with my mom or dad, whichever parent is a narc, prayerfully is not both. But they can say that they don't want to live with one or the other parent. So you stay around and up to that age dealing with that nonsense, the child would be too confused to even know that they have that right. Or to even, if you bring it to their attention, to know what to do because they've lived so long when they were developing and you should have been showing up emotionally for them, you were too busy being broken or dealing with the narc. So, I'm gearing around this up. But that's my take today for those who are questioning, does the narcissist really love you? Is the narcissist really in love with you? Not like you are with them. They don't know how to, okay? Period. They don't know how to. That's their personality, which is why they do what they do. And if yours is not in therapy, getting help, and they're telling you that they are self-aware of their condition or of their personality trait, if they're not telling you that, admitting you, admitting that to you, that's a red flag right there. And people will show you who they are. You just got to believe them. Other than that, you're going to be in for a serious roller coaster ride with the love bombing, the devaluing, discarding, and hoover you back in and start the cycle all over again. But it's just going to get worse and worse and worse the longer you stay because then you're giving them permission to say, it's okay to treat me like shit. I'm good. That's why I'm here because in their mind, they're thinking, if it was so bad, why are you here? Leave. Leave, leave, leave. And meanwhile, because you were probably love bond, you're, you're really, or a good person, you're like, come on, let's work this out. It's not that serious, which it really is. But you're saying, it's not that serious, let's work it out. And meanwhile, they don't feel that way. They can discard you like a freaking light switch. Turning off the light switch or putting some trash in a trash can. That's how quick they can discard you. Like you're literally nothing to them. And even if it hurts them because they've lost the supply, it's not hurting them like it hurts you. And they're so used to dealing with hurt, it's like, it's almost like they're addicted to it. Like they're addicted to hurt because they don't feel loved or lovable. Let me, I gotta sabotage this. I don't deserve to be loved. So let me create something so they can get that experience. That's what I would imagine they're saying to themselves. Let me create some type of drama so that I can get the feeling back that I'm used to. Back to someone taking drugs. You know, it's bad for you, but you want it. Those people who keep doing it, or alcohol, keep drinking knowing it's bad for you, but you still abuse it. So it's just that stuff, guys. So just don't make excuses. Take your life back. Understand this personality. Don't let anyone gaslight you, having you question your reality. You gotta ask if someone loves you or is in love with you, or whatever the case may be. There's your answer there because you shouldn't have to ask. Love is an action word. It will be shown and you'll be able to feel it consistently, not inconsistently, okay? Peace out. Love you guys much. Peace and blessings to you. Rachel Real is out.